Hello and welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode we're talking about Idaho UFO Hotspot. That's correct, Idaho UFO Hotspot. Now, they may not top the list in total number of sightings, but they certainly top the list in total number of sightings per residence. So, whether it's just those beautiful wide open black skies out there at nighttime where people can see stuff, or the fact that people in Idaho just care enough to report UFO sightings, They've made news. Uh, before I get into this real quickly, though, I just want to say thank you to the people that have stopped by the Buy Me a Coffee site and contributed. Pretty cool. I've been posting some stuff on there, uh, some uh, just short updates and, and some uh, memes, pictures, that sort of thing. And so if you're interested, you can catch the link from the Anchor website at the Buy Me a Coffee. I think it's UFO slash D. Okay, our first article here comes from KTVB.com. The title says, I want to believe, quote-unquote, the fascination history behind Idaho's UFO sightings. Subtitle says, in a 2022 study, Idaho topped the list of states with the most UFO sightings per 100,000 residents over the past five years with two or 420 sightings. 420, huh? The date's February 24th, 2023, Dateline, Idaho. It says a lot of people have claimed to see a UFO. A Pew Research Center survey from 2021 found that about two-thirds of Americans, or 65%, think that life exists on certain planets. Think about that. 65% of the people polled believe in E.T. Wow. And those 65% of the people are represented by a group, (laughs) I use the word represent loosely, that constantly tells them that they're crazy for believing this could be a thing. Since 1947, the National UFO Reporting Center online database states it has received more than 80,000 reports of strange objects in the sky. And some of those were right here in Idaho. The The mysteries in the sky, unidentified and unexplained, and for years, videos and books fueled questions and speculation about what is beyond our planet. While many associate UFOs with aliens or other planets or galaxies, the term simply stands for an unidentified flying object. Jim Millard is the Idaho State Director for MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. It's a nonprofit organization that claims to be the world's oldest and largest civilian UFO investigation and research organization. Miller's interest in UFOs started at the age of five. It's not a Yeti walking around the mountains, Millard said. It's not a ghost or an apparition floating through your house. It's something you saw in the sky that you identified as being a physical device or a physical object, but you have no idea what it is. I appreciate uh, his open-mindedness, but I have to say that not all of these things are physical. We see this a lot of times with these what look like vortexes. Uh, We see them with these things that are obvious shapeshifters. So I think it's important that while we're discussing the notion of unidentified flying objects, not all these objects are material in the sense that we think of material. It says Millard said he saw flying, Millard said he saw something fly over San Diego that was round. And when he told people, everyone said he was crazy. Years later, he saw something else in the sky. I saw something dark behind a cloud, Millard said. When I was driving down the freeway, I asked my girlfriend, I said, do you see that? And she said, yes. And I said, good. And no more was said about it. But something silver popped out from behind the cloud 
way out over in El Cajun and San Diego. And that popped back in as soon as I saw it. Sounds like the observer effect to me. A lot of times these things, look, if they're from some distant galaxy or, or from another dimension, and they are actively camouflaging themselves, but then we just happen to catch them, and they just and then they disappear again. I have to imagine that these things want to be seen when that happens. It says just this month, the online sports betting site Bookies.com analyzed Google Trends data from February 4th and ranked the state's most observed, most obsessed with aliens and UFOs. It found that Idaho ranked in the top 10 states at number nine. Okay, there you go. That data stems from earlier this month when the suspected spy balloon from China entered U.S. airspace. A force fighter shot it down days later. I think they meant Air Force fighter. Three other flying objects were also shot down after they were spotted flying over North America. While this incident sparked a renewed fascination of objects flying overhead, the fascination with UFOs started decades ago with Idaho and Kenneth Arnold. Goes on, it says, in 1947, Kenneth was flying back from Seattle and he saw nine objects flying over Mount Rainier in Washington. What he, that he really couldn't identify, Miller said. He described them as moving as though they were saucers being skipped across a pond. That's where flying saucers came from the media. The press picked up on the word and up on the word saucer and called it flying saucers. Miller said that Kenneth couldn't identify what he was seeing, but he was familiar with the terrain and timed the movement. He found the objects were moving at 1,700 miles per hour. He says, mind you, a jet airliner moves at 650 miles per hour, Miller said, so that's three times faster than a jet airliner. It's also about two and a half times the speed of sound. So oftentimes we see these things like these Tic Tac videos that the Air Force uh, released. We're told by the debunkers and the skeptics that these things are uh, drones or trash flowing in the wind or some other, you know, just physical debris of some sort, a weather balloon. Let me tell you something. Weather balloons don't travel at 650, 750 mile an hour, okay? Drones don't fly at two and a half times the speed of sound. It says, two weeks later, Miller said that a man came, a man named Mac Brazel, Braswell found fallen objects on his ranch in Roswell, New Mexico. This is what started the modern UFO interest. I think people forget sometimes that it was just a two-week period between the first, you know, really publicized UFO sighting of that of that time period there over Mount Rainier, and then two weeks later we have the crash at Roswell. He says UFO researcher and author Ella LeBain is all too familiar with those stories. In 1995, she lived on Indian Rocks Beach, Florida, which is off the co the coast of the Gulf of Mexico. One day after the sunset. She found herself about 100 yards from what she describes as a metallic disc-shaped ship that emerged from the water. Well, that had to be freaky, man. Just to be Could you just imagine just to be sitting there on the beach and uh, this disc-shaped ship just emerges up out of the water? That's a true USO. It hovered about 10 feet above the, over the ocean for not even a minute, Labane said. I saw all the water in the sea foam just kind of swishing off of it. And it just shot up in the sky like in a New York second. I watched it become like a star. It got really small and then I saw what looked like it and then I saw what looked like it had created some kind of portal in space and it just disappeared. That's so classic. These things they 
they just jet off to some great distance at super hyper speed and then instead of just fading out they kind of flash out of existence I saw what looked like it had created some kind of portal in space every time we see one of these portals they tell us it's a rocket being shot off Lobain said she later found out MUFON received 350 calls that night of other people who had witnessed that same thing from different points on the beach. Yeah, I'm sure they were all imagining it. I always believed that we weren't alone, Lobain said. In a 2022 study from myvision.org, a site that tracks evidence-based information on eye health, analyzed data from the National UFO Reporting Center and found Idaho topped the list of states with the most UFO sightings per 100,000 residents over the past five years, with 420 sightings. Idaho in 2020 had the most reported UFO sightings of any state in the United States. Quite the hotbed. Brian Jackson is an associate professor in the physics department at Boise State University. He says, I think the reason that there's a lot of recordings of UFOs in Idaho is because we have really dark skies and people do a lot of stargazing, Jackson said. There's a lot of rural areas where stars are very easy to see. So as a result, people are looking up a lot. And that means that they see a lot of things up there. Pretty simple. You look up, you see things. According to myvision.org, when it comes to states with the most reported UFO sightings overall, California came in first, followed by Florida and Washington. The gym state came in at 32. Yeah, I have to wonder if California doesn't get a lot of them because, you know, first off, once you get outside the city, you can get some pretty decent stargazing. But secondly, they've got a lot of coastland, a lot of, you know, a lot of area where they're exposed to the Pacific Ocean there. It says some of the best places to go look at the night sky in Idaho is the Central Idaho Dark Sky Reserve, Jackson said. That's a big region between Ketchup and Stanley, so there's a partnership between municipal and federal governments and the Dark Sky Reserve to keep light pollution to a minimum. So when folks want to see neat things in the sky, that's the place I send them. It's important to remember about light pollution. We hear so much about everything from global warming to, you know, too much carbon in the atmosphere or whatever but the thing i that gets me really is the light pollution there's so much unnecessary light pollution and even living in a rural area you'll see people who are obviously afraid to live in the countryside where there's a lot of a lot of dark nights because they put up these giant blazing security lights it must cost a fortune to run these things and the amount of light pollution you know is is phenomenal goes on and says, Millard said that another good place to see a UFO would be the Bruno Dunes Observatory. He also said that there is a lot of activity around Coeur d'Alene. He added that back in the day, there were a lot of sightings at the Idaho National Laboratory. It's not like it was during the wars, Millard said, especially, especially in toward the end of World War II. This area was a hotbed of activity for the UFOs, for the UFOs military, you name it. There was an awful lot going on out here in the West. In the month of January, MUFON collected 582 reports of UFOs worldwide in the United States, and there, was 400, there were 471 in the U.S. and two in Idaho. So imagine, 582 reports worldwide. I would be surprised that if even one person in 100, probably closer to one person in 1,000, bothers to report these things to MUFON. Most people just... 
uh, a lot of people want to forget about it because they're afraid, but most people are just busy with their lives and they're not going to take the time to report these things. So the idea that they even got you know 582 actual reports every day tells me something. It says, sometimes UFOs are easily explained away. The satellite Starlink and SpaceX are often mistaken for UFOs. Well, anybody that knows anything about UFOs can immediately recognize uh, the Starlink space satellites. Those little burgers polluting up the sky as they march across the horizon. They look very distinctive and mysterious crossing the night sky. Uh, not really. They look kind of obnoxious. <laughs> Bright streaks, and they're not streaks, they're orbs that move from one horizon to the other very quickly, oftentimes multiple all at once, Jackson said. So there are also, there, those are also another common, commonly misunderstood phenomena that you see in the night sky. Look, a satellite moving across the sky is easily, and I mean easily recognizable. They're not streaks. They're just an orb reflection, because that's a satellite, the sun coming off of it, and they do move quickly across the sky from one side to the other with the... Uh, with the SpaceX or the Starlink or whatever, they seem to kind of run in packs. Millard said people should look at the date and time and then check the Starlink launch site to make sure you aren't seeing a satellite. The truth of the matter is 95% we figure out there what they are, about 5% are unknown, Millard said. Jackson said that people can confuse a lot of natural occurrences in the skies with UFOs. People should understand that very often we can explain these things in terms of natural phenomena, Jackson said, but that doesn't mean they don't look very strange. You're kind of getting into debunker territory right here. I mean, most people that I talk to or people that leave comments, uh, what the things that they're seeing are not easily explainable. Okay. Last month, the U.S. Department of Defense released a report that the government received more than 350 new reports of UAPs. In lieu of UFO, the government now uses the term UAP or unidentified aerial phenomena. What's got to change that narrative? The recent report that just came down in January from the Pentagon said that there were 171 incidents that could not be analyzed or answered, Lebane said. So this leaves us in, a, in that area of unidentified. Notice how they completely leave out the Stanford study that we've talked about at length here on this podcast. That they had, what, 100 people that were s seriously injured when they came into contact with either UFOs or UFO metamaterial. <laughs> they laid it right out there, man. I think it said 20 or 25 of them actually died. That was reported. Uh, we talked about it here. You can just Google Stanford UFO Injury Report. It'll bring it right up for you. This is not classified. It's not conspiracy theory. It's real stuff. But you notice that it's never, ever, ever, ever talked about in mainstream media. Millard said that he believes the universe is too vast for there not to be other intelligent forms of life. He said MUFON keeps track of the knowns and the unknowns and that they have investigators in almost every country in the world MUFON also has people investigating that have PhDs and scientists trained in different disciplines. Jackson said that if you do see a UFO, take note of which direction you're looking and when you, when you see the object. People can contact the Boise Astronomical Society or the Physics Department of Boise State. I'm sure that'll really result in a serious investigation. He added that people should learn to take pictures with their cameras correctly. Don't zoom in. It's most important to see more than just the object. Try to get a picture of the object and the sky around it to give it context. Hard to photograph these things, man. You're talking about objects that are great distances away, and even if you had a you know a, a camera that cost several thousand dollars uh, with a night vision on it, it's still going to be hard to get the pictures. Look at the pictures that we've gotten from the U.S. government so far. 
I wouldn't call those super high-tech, flashy pictures. He says, what is the weather like? Those things are really important, and you lose all of that when trying to zoom way in with your image, Jackson said. So those are the kind of observations you collect. Time of day, which direction you're facing, those kinds of things are really important for understanding what it is that you're seeing. Overall, I think it's a pretty decent article. Uh, I want to take just a minute here, and then we'll go on to this uh, next article. So, I guess it's not actually an article, but it's a website. It's uh, newfork.org, N-U-F-O-R-C.org. And I just wanted to go over a couple of the uh, Idaho sightings that I thought were interesting. Uh, you can go to that website, and it's got, just, you know, you just click on Idaho, and it'll just give you a whole list of sightings that were reported. Now, this one here comes uh, dated uh, November 12, 2022, it's just a few months ago, and it was reported the same day. It says, um, they describe this as a dark triangle with large, round, white circles at the corners, and it looks kind of like a pool rack almost, you know, it's this triangle shape, uh, and you got the circles at each, uh, each corner of the triangle, very uh, interesting. It says, out on back deck, looking at Mars and the moon. Sitting there five minutes. I see something to my left coming from the north at high speed. Just zipped right over our house and was gone. At first, I thought a commercial drone, but no aviation lights, zero sound. He repeats, capital letters, zero sound. A triangle with rounded corners, gunmetal gray or black undercarriage, large white circles, each corner not illuminated. The white circles look like a drone. Look, the white circles look like a dome bathroom light that wasn't lit. Size, I'm unsure, due to the lack of depth perception at night. If it was 100 feet up, it, it would have been two feet across. If uh, 500 feet, it would probably have been the size of a large U-Haul truck. And if it was 1,000 feet up, it was the size of an 18-wheeler with the trailer. I immediately came back into the house as it gave me the hibbies. Wow. So definitely, uh, this guy saw something. He's got an illustration that I thought was pretty good. And it, even though he only saw it for just a, you know, an instant or two, it definitely left an impression on him. Now this here comes to us from 10, this is November uh, 20th, 2022. It says, one aircraft northeast to southwest, no sound, approximately one click, I guess it would be a half a mile, two legs, two legs of craft in triangle shape. Three light clusters on each leg. Each had a center light surrounded by small lights. Solid, not flashing, but somewhat dim. Body of craft metallic and dark gray or black. Size estimate similar to Boeing 737 in width. Sounds a little bit like the one that we just read there. Wow. Let's see if we can find a couple more of these triangles. Here's one from Hauser Lake. Now this is uh, from the 17th of September. Guy has a he drew a, he drew a hand uh, drawn illustration. Now he's showing two lights at the at the rear of the of the craft at the base of the triangle. Say, he says, uh, I had an interaction with the black triangle. I think I caught it watching me, and I watched it leave or possibly try to hide again. The next day I was at the lake fishing from the shore. And I saw a blacked-out Dodge Charger stop where my car was parked for about five minutes before it stopped. I stayed out of sight. Sounds like he might have been getting a little bit paranoid after that sighting. But this sighting actually happened on September 17th, 2022. So all within a couple months here. Here's 
a rectangular shape. This says from uh, Nampa, Idaho. This was happened on uh, September 4th, 2022. It says there was an aura of haze around the object. The object emitted other objects. Now, this is one of those strange ones where you sometimes people report these UFOs and they're actually ejecting like molten metal or they're ejecting other objects or sometimes even entities. He says, never saw actual object, heard pops, saw damaged windshield later, reviewed dash cam, and discovered sighting of the object and damage. Wow. Heard loud pops while dropping, sounded like a water bottle exploding, but saw nothing. When large chip and windshield was seen a couple days later, reviewed dash cam video, I love those dash cams, and saw it had recorded three strange lights hovering over Nampa south of the freeway. Then, large object flashed past and resulting windshield chip. Wow. Was too fast to see by eye. Have several stills showing object trajectory, not from the roadway, but the, but the sky. Believe damage to vehicle was from piece of the object because the because of the trajectory and likelihood of severe damage if it had directly impacted the vehicle. The object appears to be a very large 3D triangle and speed of several hundred miles per hour. Atmosphere around it seemed to be disturbed as an aura appears to surround it. Have the original recording available? I do not have computer access to the internet, but only an Android cell phone and not versed in computer use have no idea how to transfer from my phone to a computer and here at work it is only a work station wow well if you've got that video sir you can reach out to me and we'll try to get something done about it that's amazing would love to see that video and that is from Nampa Nampa N-A-M-P-A Idaho and this happened on September 4th 2022 he has a video. He has not been able to upload it. It's on his cell phone. I think we could work our way through that. I would love to see that. Okay, let's go on down here. Do just do a couple more, maybe. Uh, here's one. This is another one near Nampa. Now, this one's a cigar shaped. It says, uh, this is August 19th, 2022. So, what, about a month before? Shaped cigar. Too many people saw it. Wonder what it was. I was looking at the sky, came out of the Backstreet Boy concert, DNA tour. <laughs> Love that detail. There, There's one solid white, say, the same spot for 25 seconds. I think he means light. Uh, then walked past the trees, then was gone. But there was a cloud in the area, and the moon in the same area. I don't think it's Starlink. I am disabled. This would be my second time seeing a UFO, but the first cigar-shaped UFO. Wow. Yeah, I've never seen a cigar-shaped one myself. Quite interesting, though. We had a lot of those reported back in the late 1800s during that whole airship craze. There's uh, a rectangle sighting. This is from... Um, well, they do have a picture here. Like I said, The site is... New Fork, that's N-U-F-O-R-C dot org, and they've got the reports here. It almost looks like a smear of light, and then a couple of orbs, and one of the orbs contained inside this rectangular, uh, almost like a bar of light. It says, three very bright red-orange orbs with gray ha halos, square metallic in center. Each flew, ten minutes apart, hovered, then high rate of speed. 
Wow. Boise, Idaho, April 24th, 2022. I observed three objects, each 10 minutes apart. The first object flew over my head, hovered for a bit, then flew off and blew up in the sky. The explosion caused debris to rain down in the sky at, slow, at a slow rate which tells me it was way off in the distance. I then called my wife to come back outside and look. Her and I witnessed the second object that followed the same pattern as the first object from east to west. The object was very bright, red-orange, orb-shaped. I could see a square metal object in the center. Wow. I, think I, I mean, that had to be pretty big then, right? There was a gray halo around the bright lights. The second object flew off at a high rate of speed and then slowly disappeared from sight. I took a photograph from my phone. The third object followed the same pattern about 10 minutes later, and I took a video. I will attach them here. I am very familiar with Starlink and have apps to track satellites. This is not a satellite. No, obviously not. Now, he says halo. I wonder if this is just blur then, because clearly I see, in this picture, I see two orbs. One uh, toward the bottom. It's like it's above treetop, treetop level, but who knows how far out they are. And then one above it. And the one above it is just kind of a more of a reddish colored orb, a little smaller. And it looks like someone's kind of just taken a paintbrush and just painted a kind of a, you know, a lightener across the, the screen here. It's kind of a gray color. And I, I suppose that when he took this picture, maybe it was moving. And this gray we see is the halo he was talking about, but it's blurred. So it's elongated. Wow. Yeah, that's a classic orb sighting there. Really interesting. Okay, let's go ahead and do two more, and then we'll finish up. Um, this one here, and I'm trying to find a couple more of the orbs or the. Uh, here's a fireball. We'll stick with this real quick. This is Twin Falls. Yeah, he says March 30th, 2021, a couple years ago. He says there were lights on the object. The object left a trail. There was an aura or haze around the object. The object emitted other objects. The object emitted beams. The objects changed color. Marks found on body afterwards. Animals reacted to the event. Says so this is a real sighting. I watched that and and take the pictures video. They come from moon, red, white, yellow ball. They fly like so scary. I think they wanted to communicate with humans. I think they gave me something in a hand like marker head and legs. Don't know what this. Don't know how. This is real. Well, it sounds like this individual has had possibly a little something past the close encounter. Um, yeah, that's very concerning. I would I would encourage that person to investigate that further. Let's just say that. That's very interesting. I'll see if I can find one more here that we can really talk about. This one here says circle. Hmm. This is 9-7-2020. It says, uh, Sandpoint, Idaho. Characteristics, there were lights on the object. There was, there was an aura or haze around the object. The object changed color. There were electrical, electrical or magnetic effects. I'm seeing a lot of these uh, uh, similarities in reports that we were just looking at here in this whole thing out of Idaho where there seems to be uh, things emitting out of the UFOs, uh, whether that's color or whether that's some sort of what looks like molten uh, lava or whether that's uh, some sort of electrical energy. There's definitely something going on with these things where they're very active, and whether that's you know because they're coming or going or they're observing what they're doing, but they're not just, they're just not sitting there. You couldn't say, well, this thing's a weather balloon. It's just floating along. 
No, these things are way past that. These things are uh, reacting and they're interacting with the environment. They're doing things. It's almost as if they want to be noticed. These, these are uh, way above and beyond uh, any kind of a man-made object. It says there was a bright glowing object in one spot that moved here and there for about an hour. Definitely not an airplane or a star. I have video and photos. The second one blinked bright twice before quickly disappearing. That was also a circular object. There's no way any military craft or airplane would, would or could move at this speed. My phone's camera was static, like looking before it clears, and I got a shot. Now, I'm not seeing the pictures here. You know, really, honestly, I think in this day and age, if you're able to uh, share these pictures on Twitter, or, you know, you can you can go over to the Buy Me a Coffee site, you know, and, and just make a comment and share there, or figure out a way to just share these uh, uh, images with uh, the larger community. This is how we create our own uh, disclosure. We, we crowdsource it. And so I've seen a, a lot of really good uh, short, uh, ops, you know, testimonies from operations here, and it can really help us uh, come to a, a much better understanding of these things. Just when people give us these detailed reports of how the encounter went, what they saw, what the object did, what the object looked like, you know, and, and what happened from the first time they saw it until it disappeared. This is all extremely important clues. And if you got pictures of this stuff. By all means, share it with us. Post it to Twitter. Drop us a line, whatever. Love to see some of this stuff. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.